When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Scaredy Chat, the podcast where we talk about all of your childhood fears, plus some things that are scaring us today. I'm Caitlin Riley. And I'm Monica Suryagi. And today we have a very special guest with us. This is why you're here, really. We have a director, writer, actress, bringer of nightmares, if you will. Everyone, Gigi Sal Hereto is with us. Yeah, gracias, gracias. I love that. I've, no one's ever introduced me like that, so I kind of love that. Ooh, yay! <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Get used to mm-hmm. it. Gigi, you have, a, you have a new movie out right now, right? Do you want to just tell us a little bit about Bingo Hell? Of course. I'm so excited. Uh, Bingo Hell is now available on Amazon Prime worldwide. So it's a little scary, but it's exciting. And Bingo Hell is one of those horror movies 100% dedicated to our beautiful grandmas. So oh. the, the lead character portrays my abuela by the wonderful Adriana Barraza. And it's about these stubborn, stubborn, cute group of old folks who refuse to be gentrified. But little did they know that somebody was going to buy their bingo hall at the community center. So it's up to them to get back their bingo hall. <laughs> so, so it's literally old people with a shotgun. It's so much <laughs> blood and splatter of slime. It's definitely a throwback to the 80s uh, with just a lot of grandma love in the movie. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now we want to hear about your past because this is your present. Now we want to dive into <laughs> your childhood fears. So I know that you spoke a little bit about them over email, but um, yeah, is there is there anyone that you want to talk about first? Because we want to get into all of them. Of course. Well, let me let me start out with the funniest one uh, before I get into the the real dark shit. Oh, can I swear here? I'm sorry. Oh, okay, good. Before I, <laughs> before I get into the real dark shit. Um, I mean, I was mortified. When I say like mortified, I was like mortified of E.T., the cutest alien in the history of film. I couldn't, couldn't even think of him in any way, shape or form. He was probably the scariest being, uh, when I was a kid. He terrified me so much that my wonderful older sister, she was so evil. 
uh, that she, well, I mean, I deserved to be pranked because I really was a horrible kid. I, I'm the reason my parents stopped having kids. That's no, that's no lie. That's no joke. That's like a true fact that's known in the family. So, you know, I kind of deserved the things that were coming to me. And so my sister to get back at me for all the things I did to her. So at the time, do you guys remember Universal Studios had the ET ride? Yes. Um, right. <laughs> it was pretty great. <laughs> um, and so, you know, uh, we went to Universal Studios for vacation and I was very little. I must have been like seven or so. And so my sister's like, let's go on the ET ride. I'm like, no, no, like screaming. And I didn't know that you could tell the staff to make the animatronic say your name at the end of the ride. Like ET goes like, Goodbye, Gigi. Right? Like, oh, hell okay. no. Hell no. Like, so, so it took forever to get me on that ride. I was that kid screaming and kicking. Finally, I was starting to calm down. And this thing looks at me and waves. And it just goes like, goodbye, Gigi. I screamed at the top of my lungs that I broke like, the the little like handlebars of the ride and it became this whole mess. <laughs> and my sister bought a lot of ET souvenirs to destroy my childhood for the next coming months. She put like a giant ET poster on my wall so when I would wake up it's the first thing I see. She put like a talking ET in the bathroom so when I would shower <laughs> it was there. I know she girl like she did the meanest things like so yeah that that's probably my funniest one. It's ET. But then I realized when I got older he's really cute and he's a good good soul. Uh it just I just didn't know that as a kid. <laughs> that is hilarious. The yeah. the level of fear. We have a lot of, lot of guests, a lot of fears. Yeah. The the level of the fear and how it affected your vacation is hilarious. That's like I'm just picturing like a mini you breaking the bar of a ride. Oh, oh well, yeah, like I my parents were so embarrassed um over at the at the park because I literally broke it trying to escape out of it. <laughs> but you know, we all have that random fear. So that one's definitely definitely that. But you know, I'm, I come from a very Mexican, very Catholic household. So you can only assume we're incredibly superstitious, right? Like it's just part of our nature. And, um, definitely on my mom's side and my grandma, they're very spiritual. So everything is the devil. You know, like you put your purse on the ground and it's like, Mika, pick it up. The devil's going to pick up, like <laughs> grab your money. It's going to steal your money. Uh, so definitely I come from that background where we are always kind of spiritually, you know, we're, we're believers. So definitely I, I've grown up just fearing the, the, not the dead because the, the dead I think is, is different. You know, we celebrate death in Mexican culture, but I've been really afraid of just ghosts and lost souls, uh, the devil. Um, hence why I've, I, I'm terrified of movies that, you know, have anything to do with the Ouija board, possessions, demons. I'm like, girl, that shit is real. Like all of it. Uh, so that, that really scares me. And 
I have some some really scary stories uh, growing up that made me a believer in all this. And, and it really made me believe a lot of the stories my mom would say and why my mom, you know, was always so scared of so many things. I always wondered why she was always blessing us so much. You know, I even found under our beds when I was younger, I found holy water. And I didn't know why my my mom was putting that under our beds. She was so gangster that she would steal the holy water. Like she would go to the church and like with Tupperware and she would dunk it, you know, in the, in the little sink and she'd take it home. Like, yo, that. that's some straight up like cartel stuff. Like, you don't steal holy water, mom. <laughs> but, you know, she would do that and it would. we would always make fun of her growing up. I think up to 13, I really was not a believer. 14 even. That's that's pretty old, I think, um, as a young teen to to not believe in that stuff. So, you know, between my sister, my dad and I, mostly my sister and I, we, we would always make fun of my mom being so superstitious and so intense about praying and blessings and going to church and, and all this. And, you know, until when I got older, things got a lot clearer. I mean, it's not really at 13, 14, it's not really childhood age, but kind of, I guess it's kind of ending the childhood times. Um, I was starting to, to see things and hear things. And uh, I mean, the stories, I don't know how much further you want me to get into it, but so the stories get, so, get pretty wild. All, all the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're we're all like we're clinging to all these stories. So I don't want to interrupt you, but please, no, of course, no, all no, of no, it, of course, go. <laughs> you know, as long as you're comfortable, of course. No, no, uh, uh, buckle up, hold on to your butts. Uh, here we go. <laughs> you know, I've tried to get even up to now. I've tried to get so much information out of my mom. But every time she talks about it, I really do see her skin like crawl and she really trembles when she talks about it. And uh, so when my mom, how it all started, my mom and my uncle, so her older brother, they were actually lying to my grandma that they were going to an after school music program when in reality they were going to a cult in like deep downtown Mexico City. Super messed up. And, you know, we would, my mom would slowly tell us this because, you know, we would hear when I told you around the 13, 14 years old age, we would hear things. We would, in the house that we moved to Canada, um, we would hear things. Things kind of were misplaced. Uh, things just felt confusing. And she was convinced something was back. And, you know, we would make fun of her. We re we really would not believe her. And she was scared. And one of the first things that happened, very, very first things. Uh, so this house, this is when we just moved to Canada uh, from Mexico. And this house, we decided to fully open it up for renovations. So more than half of the house was in tarps. And my mom was convinced that this was opening uh, our home and we were vulnerable for any kind of thing to come in. And we were like, mom, if you're talking about the wind, <laughs> you're right. But also you're crazy. <laughs> you know, like it was it was a very it was a very interesting thing to see my mom so scared of how we were being spooked by little things. And little things were 
we would think someone was behind us and we would talk out loud, turn around and no one was there. Uh, you know, little things like using the vacuum, uh, it would unplug on its own. Little things that you could probably find a way to explain it on your own. And so one of the first things that happened while the house was in renovations, we were all sitting for dinner, all of us sitting together. So no one else is out and about. And there's this like system that some houses have. It's like an intercom where uh, the like little lights of this device turn on to show you which windows or which doors of the house are open and closing. And it would always beep. I remember that. Whenever someone would open a window, close a door, you name it, would tell you. And the little light bulbs would turn on to show you where in the house it was open or closed. So we're all having dinner, regular day, and suddenly, hmm, that's weird. Renovations, right? Everything's messed up. And we could hear the door open uh, in grandma's room. And it was literally the next room, the window open. The next room window open. And it just get, and we all just went silent because we saw how the lights got closer and closer and closer to the kitchen, which is at the end of the house. And it was, uh, it was really scary because it definitely, we heard that window open in the, in the next room. And my mom, <laughs> Just went, nope, like so loud. And my dad, who's, my dad's really funny. He, he is definitely that guy that never will believe, but wants to. And he's very macho, very Mexican, very proud. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a strong man, you know, like that's my dad. And I remember clearly he just got up and was like, well, this house is broken. I'm a, I'm a go fix. <laughs> And, and he just went and grabbed his tools and went straight to that, to that room. And he was just talking out loud. Yes, it was the pipes. It was the pipes. <laughs> like he was just trying to not be scared, you know? And I, like that, that was the first encounter that I was like, okay, that was weird. Yeah. Then after that, <laughs> uh, you know, th this one's really, really, really scary that, uh, where I really started to believe. And this is the first one because many, many stories happened after this. But um, this was definitely the one that made me go, okay, something's up. So I was feeling a little bit sick. Uh, and this is maybe months, a month or two months later from that incident and all the weird, creepy stuff. I was feeling a little bit sick, dizzy, uh, maybe coming down with the flu. Not sure. So I was just kind of, my head hurt uh, when I was young. And um, <laughs> and we had a pool. And I definitely was seeing someone in the pool. Like, but you know, when you open your eyes underwater, it's really hard to see, like to tell. You just see shapes. And I kept seeing the shape of someone just watching me and floating. Yeah. And so I was convinced that I'm coming down with something, right? Like, but I could see things and I was telling my sister, someone's in the water. And my sister was like, you know, in the pool with me being like, go to bed. <laughs> so I did. Uh, I, I was in bed early. Um, and that night, my mom's sleeping. Uh, you know, everybody's sleeping. 
And suddenly my mom could hear this voice saying, Romy, wake up. Romy, wake up. You got to go check on Gigi. You got to go check on Gigi. Romy, wake up. Romy, wake up. You got to check on Gigi. Romy, wake up. This voice. And so my mom very lightly wakes up, very lightly wakes up, you know, gets up a little bit on the bed. And then as she wants to get off the bed to go check on me, this like force just completely pushed her down to the bed. And she just felt this like weight on top of her chest, like someone's knees were on her. And then something just like grabbed her neck completely pressuring her neck like choking her and she just like like she she was she knew it wasn't a night terror but it felt it looked like one and and you know her her free hands just started hitting my dad to wake up but she's like you know completely paralyzed (laughs) and so my dad's like what is wrong with you right like my dad just doesn't even know what what's going on and so he starts shaking her and she's just like completely can't move and can't breathe and feels this pressure on top of her and suddenly this like weight just like just like lifted off of her and as she you know probably took a a minute to or maybe seconds to uh gain back her her breath um she she told my dad go check on Gigi now and he's like but but she's like go fucking check on Gigi now Uh, okay, so my dad goes, checks on me, and in that second, while he's going, running to my room, the phone rings. My mom picks up the phone, and it's my uncle, and he says, are you okay? That was me telling you to wake up. And I didn't know my mom, my dad, and my uncle did, like, some astral projection shit when they were young, like, some fucked up stuff. I didn't know that. Uh, and so, so apparently he he was the one telling her to wake up. And so she very calmly just says to him, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't know what that was. And my uncle was like, I do. It's back. And um, whatever haunted them when they were teens was parent, apparently back. That's when my mom was freaking out so much. And sure enough, my dad goes checks on me and I had a really bad case of pneumonia. I was wow. hospitalized for for a, a good while. I've never been that sick uh, in my life. I've been I've been really sick, but not that level. Um, and so you know, we we went to emergency right away to to take care of the pneumonia I was coming down with. And wow, you know, I was really scared, and I had a very big talk with my mom, being like, "I don't think this is just pneumonia. I'm seeing things." Uh, because every time after that incident, I was seeing things like legit seeing things, uh, like six sense shit, you know, and I was really scared. And my mom had to do almost like a, not an exorcism, but she, she called a, like a curandero friend to come clean the house and do some weird ass ritual, basically to do an exorcism on the house, I guess you could say. And some really scary things went down and, and my mom was opening up to us, mostly me and my, uh, my sister, uh, about her past. And she still today can't fully tell me everything, but I think it would make a great film, uh, an awesome film. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, the, the, the last story I'll tell you guys, which this is the opener. Okay. This is the opener of the movie. Cause my mom was saying that when she got pregnant with my, with me, you know, she would always, um, sorry, let me rewind. When they stopped going to that cult, uh, when they were young, she had to go to the most dangerous side of Mexico City, which is called Tepito. It's like a really scary barrio. Like, you you know, this is where gypsies are. This is where Santeria is performed. And all the Santa Muerte devotees are. The biggest statue of Santa Muerte is there. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's quite an interesting spot. Also, this is where a lot of the black market is. Uh, you, you see a lot of things there. Um, so she would always go there to get cleansed with the gypsies. And they would give her, you know, instructions and, and, and stuff on rituals she had to keep doing for, you know, the cleanse to work. And so when she was pregnant, pregnant with my sister, stuff was getting better. But when she got pregnant with me, the gypsies told her, hey, you got to be careful because we know you're getting lazier with these rituals and getting pregnant is not good because you're opening yourself up. You're more vulnerable for anything to get attached. And that was pregnant with me. And, and that kind of scared my mom a little bit. But when I was born, uh, girls, I'm telling you right now, I don't yeah. have recollection of this. Do not judge me. Uh, I just know this is really <laughs> scary. Uh, and it's really interesting to hear my sister's side of the story and my mom's. They're identical, but it's interesting to hear the different perspective because my, my mom's is so spiritual, you know? So one, one you know, I, when I was born, uh, I never cried. I, I was one of those toddlers that just looked angry all the time. And I would point at, at things like paintings and lamps and buildings. And I would be mad at things. Uh, you know, I was not a very happy kid. And so by the age of four, when you start talking, you know, I would always point at these things and be like, that doesn't belong there. That's not mine. Why is that there? Things like that, that were just odd. Until one day, my mom was coming back from work and she comes in the house and she, she just sees my sister crying so much. Gigi, something's wrong with Gigi. She won't stop screaming. She's in the bathroom. She won't stop screaming. And my mom could hear me like yelling horribly oh in God. the bathroom. So my mom rushes to the bathroom. And sees me on my little stool, you know, to, to stand on, to look at myself in the, uh, in the mirror over the sink. And I'm yelling in English. I don't know why in English, but I'm yelling in English. I'm pulling my face <gasps> so hard. My little nails are actually making my cheeks bleed. And I'm pulling so hard in my face yelling, this is not my face. This is not my face. And my mom was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. This is not my face. Nope. nope. Until my mom just, like, throws me down on the ground and, like, pulls off my hands off my face because I'm bleeding. And she's holding on to my wrist, being like, ya basta, ya basta. Like, stop. Stop right now. And I'm just yelling so intensely at my mom. 
this is not my face. Uh, until my mom was yelling back, stop. And then I looked at her really intensely. And I said, what number mom are you? Girl, no. I know. No. I know. Oh, no. And, no. and my mom couldn't even answer that. And I, I said it again. I said, what number mom are you? And my mom answered me back in broken English. And she just said, I'm the last one you're going to have. And apparently I just looked at her deep in the eyes and it shocked me so much what she said that I just like, bloop, just like passed out in her arms, just like fainted completely, oh just went gosh. dead. And, and my mom says, I, I didn't wake up. I passed out for like maybe four hours, five. And when I woke up, I was some, I was me. I was some other kid. I was... Gigi, who you guys know today, and oh my god, girl, please. And so my mom's always been very weird around me, not scared of me, but like you know, the holy water shit made sense. So many things were making sense, and oh my god, I could go on and on with things that have happened. But you know, once things clicked in, and in my teen years. Yeah, my childhood fear. This was a long stretch of a story, but like my childhood fears yeah. definitely, you know, have a lot to do with with the other side. And, you know, movies like that really scare me. Like even shit, like even like paranormal activity, the marked ones that not a lot of people like. I loved it. I was petrified. I was mortified. I said, everything in this movie is real. <laughs> These guys <laughs> made their research. Uh, you know, like movies like that really get me. Yeah, uh, I believe everything about them. I don't even know if I'm brave enough to make a movie like that uh, or a movie that touches this stuff. But but yeah, like I've I've been so scared still today, uh, you know, of of the unknown, right? Like the other side and uh, what you can do if your body has that spiritual energy, what things you can attract. Uh, that to me is so unexplained and so strange and uh you know i think it has a lot to do with uh you know what our cultures provide for us too and what we grow up with and learn uh it's just really interesting but but yeah uh yeah. over to you coach so so many questions my first thing is because of course you know, that could be so cinematic that, of course, I'm thinking of, like, theories. and like, well, what happened to you? Like, what was it? And my first theory is, like, was, were you possessed by by something that had many lives? Like, why would you be asking about what number mother your mother was? That kind right? of stuff. Fascinating to me. But I guess, like, having experiences, having grown up with all of this stuff, did it make, I guess not, because, you know, you said you were so afraid of E.T., which is so funny because I feel like if all of this stuff happened to me, I would probably be like, you know what? Nothing could possibly scare me. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I say, did it make you put anything into perspective in any way that it was like, you know, we there are real things here that I've experienced that my family has experienced. So everything else feels smaller. Or did it make you kind of just look at the world through a lens of, no, like all these movies and stuff could be real and therefore they're kind of more scary, kind of like what you were saying. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it put into perspective a lot of, it, mostly a lot of where my mom was coming from. 
Like, I think my biggest questions were like, why is my mom so crazy <laughs> about <Yeah> . certain <laughs> things? A lot of things just didn't make sense. Like, even when, when people come in my house, they even notice like certain specific white flowers have to be by this window. There's certain crystals here. There's certain candles there. Every single room has at least three like crucifixes of some sort and Virgin Mary's. Like, our house is very... Like things I was like, man, this is this is exaggerated, but if things were making sense. I think my perspective definitely just opened up. Um ah man, like I love your question because it it just it 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 put a lens almost just in life in general. Uh, you know, I think definitely it even helped me have more faith, uh, which I didn't. Uh, and you know, it's not even like being religious or not, but having that blanket of comfort, that blanket of hope, that blanket that you can lean on something for protection, that was big. So influenced now with so many of the crazy uh, uh, paranormal encounters we've had in the family that I really take it into account with things that I do now. For example, you know, Even in work, uh, I was directing an episode of The Purge and we had to shoot in a cemetery, which was like a last minute change in the script. And uh, first thing I did is I Googled the nearest Catholic church I could find <laughs> and I stole holy water just like my mom did. And I really did. I showed up to set with a little thing of this water and I was just sprinkling it everywhere <laughs> I walked. And I was saying out loud, sorry, we're here. Sorry, we're here. Sorry, I'm stepping on you. Uh, hi. And I just was sprinkling that that water everywhere because uh, I was scared. I, I was like, you know what? We are definitely on ground uh, <laughs> of other yeah. people. And, I, I got, you know, I really do take into account my past a lot. I think it's really interesting, though, what you said just earlier about how it kind of gives you having these experiences gives you some hope. Which is almost interesting because I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, but wouldn't that make you feel like, oh, there's evil in the world or there's some bad stuff. But that's kind of how I feel. I kind of really want to experience something maybe not not as scary as that, just going to yeah. not put that into the universe, but something where it's like a small sign that there is something beyond kind of the physical realm. I've never experienced it myself, and I've always kind of been curious and like... Is it me? Is it something that I'm giving off that I'm not experiencing outside of just like kind of what is like right in front of me? But it's something I, I understand that hope I think is interesting. I do think part of it is the way you're raised and your heritage. Like Gigi, I'm I'm Dominican. My my mom is Dominican, and it's it's very similar. You know, the su the yeah. superstition is there, very Catholic, very um you know kind of concerned with what your actions could trigger in that sense. And um, I feel like that's why I'm like that, you know, like if from, from your parents, you know, kind of cautioning you and trying to protect you, let me be clear, nothing nearly as extreme as what you have experienced, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but she is, she is quite superstitious and, you know, in like a way that's like kind of in a funny way, you know, like if, if there's a fly in the house, someone's coming over and if there's a spider web and you walk through it, it's going to rain and you shouldn't wash your hair when you're on your period and owls oh, mean yeah. something. And, you know, I have like all those too, all of those. <laughs> Can I ask why you're not supposed to wash your hair when you're on your period? Like, is there a reason? 
Like what? Like what is the superstition? I don't know. I'd have to ask my mom. <laughs> I, I'd have to ask her. She would always be like, "Okay, just get out of the shower. Like get out. Like don't don't, don't wash okay. your hair." Um, but yeah, there's there's all these things, and you know, there's like the light kind of funny version of it with stuff like that. But then it also comes from a deeper place of not fear, but uh, concern of what you could do. You know, concern of what your actions could trigger in your in your own life. Um, For sure. But Gigi, I'm I'm wondering, do you do you feel like whatever was following your mom and her brother, and whatever was at that house? Are you worried it's going to show up again? Oh, always. Always oh worried. You know, I it definitely, ha- it, you know, knock on wood, where is it? Oh, here it is. <laughs> you know, um, it, definitely nothing has happened uh, for some time. Uh, definitely it's been, yeah, it's been a little bit of time. Like, I think the last weird thing that I, which I'll tell you guys the story, but definitely the last big scary thing it's been a few years it's been since since that house that we moved uh so it's been a good six years of nothing uh just weird little things again but that was definitely like an attack of things that were happening in that house and I could go on and on of the really scary stuff we saw uh you know to the point where we had to call someone you know but uh yeah I fear it all the time that um something could come back. And what's interesting is that also our lives were really different then. Things were, we had a lot of bad luck. Uh, you know, it came to the point where my dad was doing bad with with money. Um, you know, my dad had to go back to Mexico to work. My mom couldn't find work and she was really stressed. Grandma was starting to get sick. Um, my sister was not doing good in school. She broke up with her longtime boyfriend. And, you know, I I was getting bullied. Uh, So our lives were not great at the same time. Uh, You know, I'm, uh, we believe very much that, that this bad luck also can follow you in a sense uh, with whatever's happening at home. So it definitely was trickling into our lives too. And we haven't, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. So please finish. Oh, no, no. I just said, and we haven't gone to that point where we were all going through hell. Like, yeah, you have bad days, bad luck, blah, blah. But to the point where we were a really sad family, like we were not okay. We haven't been like that in a long, long time. Uh, So I think also like it has a lot to do also how vulnerable your soul is. I think it also has to do with you know, spiritually how you are, how you're doing mentally and physically, you can easily attract anything. I really believe in that. Uh, So I think our family was just uh, hitting rock bottom as well. That I think whatever the hell it was back then that my mom thought she locked away, um, definitely saw the, the right time, right place. Well, Gigi, we have a game that we like to play with all of our guests, if you would like to play. Sure. It's called Chill or Chilling, where we run uh, hypothetical scenarios by you. And if you would do it, it's okay with you. It's chill. If it's too scary, pass. Get that away from me. Chilling. Okay. Caitlin, do you want to go first? 
Sure. Okay, so a lightning storm. How do you feel about that? Chill or chilling? That's chill. It's chill? Okay, I feel like now nothing can scare you because of everything that you've experienced. So this is easy. All this stuff is easy. We definitely had a big lightning storm during bingo hell. And we had to, you know, we couldn't shoot for a couple of days, but everybody was so scared. I was like, "Uh, it's okay. Kind of annoying for like your line producer and stuff like that. Very, overall, (laughs) It's okay. Okay, here's another one. Going to Area 51, chiller chilling. Oh, that's chilling, y'all. That's that's chilling. Yep. We need another podcast, uh, you know, episode about that. (laughs) So it's not just E.T. It's also aliens in general that freak you out. Very much. You know, I listen, I come from Mexico. You you know, many sightings that I've seen UFOs. I've seen them and like, uh uh-uh. Nope. War of the Worlds is going to happen, (laughs) y'all. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna happen maybe yeah. they're friendly E.T. was friendly I think we will be fine everybody the aliens e- could be nice who knows <laughs> E.T. is the exact representation of the type of people we need in this world <laughs> there's just not <laughs> enough of yeah. kind people in this world he's so sweet it's so funny that you're afraid of E.T. because I realized that Sam Collins who was our guest a couple of episodes ago is also afraid of E.T. oh but, that's funny yeah and I think my sister actually was kind of freaked out by it, too. He's got a freaky he, face. He yes. kind of, but he's sweet. He's a kind, he's a kind one. So, yeah. The last one is participating in a seance. Chill or chilling? <gasps> Yo. Don't do it. I mean, it's, it is. Here, listen. Let's sit down. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely chilling. It's definitely chilling, but. there's something about it where I'm like, I wonder, you know, if there was someone I really liked, like a crush or someone, you know, like I probably would just be like, yo, chill, (laughs) chill, you know, because seances could, you know, sorry, I'm getting perverted. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, way too many like weird movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I I, no, I think I'm going to stick to chilling. It is chilling. Yeah. That's really chilling because a seance is like legit. But if someone brings like a Ouija board and is like between like dumb friends, I don't consider that a seance. Like a seance, like it's like legit mediums and people that know what they're doing. So that's what scares me is because it's with and and sometimes and usually a seance. Sorry, now I'm breaking down your question. Please. And like a, a seance, you know, usually you want the people performing the whole thing, they usually want something out of it. Like they're always looking for some sort of solution, answer, waking up something. Like they do a seance for a reason. And that reason is scary. Like that reason is you're fucking with things you shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, because you're on purposely doing this. So I I would really need to know what this purpose is of this seance. Yeah, who, who are we trying to talk to? Exactly. Why? Yep. There are mm-hmm. no good reasons though, because if, even if it's like, oh, I really want to talk to like my beloved friend who passed, or uh-uh. you know, Ca- Captain like, Howdy gonna show up. Exactly. Captain Howdy gonna show up. Exactly. So. No guarantees that your friend is gonna pop over here. Like, no. I mean, her- Hereditary told us that like demons can pretend to be the ghosts of little boys. So like, no. 
Obviously. Like, what? You don't see them. It's not that hard to pretend. It's like you're if you're just moving things around on a Ouija board, too, how easy is that to fake? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it is Monica. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's Monica. They said they're Monica. It's fine. Yeah, you'll be fine, Monica. I'm gonna knock on wood, though. Just no, in case. we we also on on Scaredy Chat like to take the stance of don't invite anything in if you can help it. We're very exactly against inviting things in generally. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, well, yeah, Gigi, you're very brave. You are. <laughs> you are brave. <laughs> we have some guests that say no to everything. <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> they are free to say no to everything. So when you think about it, it's like there's really no reason to say yes, but it's very brave to say yes. Yes. Well, Gigi, this has been entertaining and eye-opening. Like, I have loved hearing your stories. Thank you for sharing them with us. I Thank look forward you to, you know, whatever you have coming up, whatever's next as you come off of Bingo Hell and... Yeah, I'm just, I'm glad we got to talk to you today. And your mom knows what's up. Make sure you tell her that again for me. I definitely will. This was so much fun. You know, this was definitely a trip to memory hell. But uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed talking about it. Uh, thank you. Like, I'm actually kind of inspired. It's been so long since we've talked about it that I'm like, I wonder if I am ready to even just just write the script version of those scenes. Because right now it's just journal written down. I wonder if the next step could come soon. So this was fun, girls. So thank you so, so much. I can't wait for people to hear this episode. Same, likewise. And you better make this movie because I got to see this. Yeah, I got to see this like, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Gigi, where can they find you? Social media, wherever, movies. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I'm, I'm like the only Gigi Saul Guerrero out there. Uh, my handle on everything, it's it's at Horror Guerrero, even TikTok. I do the weirdest videos. Most of them <laughs> make fun of my dad. Um, so definitely follow me for updates. Uh, there's there's, there's going to be some really cool updates coming really soon. Oh, yes, everybody. Gigi Salguerrero, follow her. And thanks for yeah. joining us, Gigi. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Scaredy Chat. We hope you were a little scared and maybe a little relieved about your fears. And if you're having fun listening to this podcast, please rate and review and subscribe so you never miss it and you're ready with us every week. And hey, make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And maybe you have a fear and you're wondering if other people are afraid of it too. Well, we probably are, but you should email us your fears at story at scaredychatpod.com and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Till next time, Scaredy Cats. Bye. Scaredy Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore Suryagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer. Mm-hmm.